Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and crystal, bro. Wicked. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. Let me test this water. <laughs> it's this, this, this water's hot, man. Are we supposed to have clothes on? No, 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 no. I'm, the reason I have clothes on is because I knew I would be stood in this position. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was confused. I was like, what kind of, yeah, this is some European shit. You know, shower, shower, shower with splits. I caught up with Hector. I'm in the bathtub. And this is how the conversation went. What's up? Wait, why, why are you taking a bubble bath? Well, I'm taking a bubble bath because I'm talking to Corey. He's taking a bubble bath. I'm taking a bubble bath. Because that's that's on trend right now. Bubble baths are on trend. Yeah, they make you stronger. Yeah, they make you stronger. After oh, I'm done, right after my bubble bath is your turn. Okay, go watch TV. Yeah. Okay, go go. Give, give me one second, puppy. They're gonna come in again. I hope that's okay. You know, it gives it a little character. It's real. It's, uh, so we we have an open door policy in the house. There's no doors have a lock. No doors have door, a lock. The only door with a lock is the front door. So the bathroom has no lock. All the bedrooms have no lock. You know, you gotta just make sure they don't, you know, you know, or doing something that's supposed to. About. Right. But uh, yeah, man. We're gonna, so we're gonna officially start now. I've got to do my introduction. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. As I said to you before, wherever you are listening to this. My name is Bit Beefy or Corey, and this is episode one of the Tub Hub. Now, if you missed the intro, don't worry about that. We're going to tell you all about that. What I'm going to tell you is right now I'm sat in a boiling hot tub in London, but I'm joined by my dear friend from across the pond, uh, Mr. Hector. Hector, are you there? Here. I'm good. I'm in another hot bath, in a hot tub in uh in the Bronx, New York City. Awesome, man. Um, thank you for joining us in your tub. Now, as I said before, this whole podcast series is about exploring the word help. And Hector has agreed to answer some of our questions. Now, the first question I'm gonna ask you, Hector is who are you and why are you in the tub? My name is Hector Espinan. I'm the founder, I'm the co-founder of We Run Uptown, Never Not Bootlegging and After Miles. I'm a father of two. Um, yeah, and uh, I am in my tub right now, unwinding after a long day at the adult emergency room. I also, I'm a healthcare worker as well. And, uh, you know, I put the kids down for bed. They might come into the bathroom. They might not. <laughs> they might go to sleep tonight. And, <laughs> and I'm in my, uh, I'm taking a, a nice warm bath. Awesome. Topping it up now, in my boy Corey. Now, do we know you? I should have been in your bathtub, technically. <laughs> we do know you. <laughs> you know, when, technically, when, I should have been in London this weekend. This is very, very true, man. This weekend is the, the yeah. Hackney Half weekend. Which, which leads perfectly into the, the next question, which is like, do we know each other? And if so, how? 
Yes, uh, we do know each other. I know Corey very well. Um, Corey and I met in 2013, 2014, um, either one of two places, either BTG YYZ or BTG NYC. <laughs> I met a lot of people. So we met at one of those two places six years ago. Now, on to our first question related to health, which is what we're here to talk about. Now, the first question is, when last did you ask for help? Or is there a point in time where you asked for help where I guess you'd like to share with our listeners? This weekend, and it's something very important for me as a father of two and uh, an entrepreneur. I constantly have to reach out to, to my family for help. When people say it takes a village, they really mean that. Like it literally takes a village, kids, you know, you cannot do it on your own. And uh, from the background I come from, my, uh, being Dominican, it's that's always been ingrained in us. You always lean on family for, uh, for help. And uh, this weekend I needed my mom to hold the boys because I forgot that I was scheduled to work this weekend. <laughs> and my mom had the kids since Friday. Is this working at the hospital? Right? So uh, this weekend I worked at the hospital. I worked... Uh, I worked, a, uh, I worked a nine to five shift. So my mom held the boys just so I wouldn't have to run around and take them to her in the morning and wake up the kids really early. So it, it doesn't seem like a lot, you know, like a grandmother watching her grandchildren. But with everything that's going on right now, it, it means the world to me to have my family, so my family's support, you know? Um, has it been quite stressful? Um, well, it's obviously been very, very stressful with the pandemic, but even more stressful because you work in a hospital, you've got kids, et cetera, et cetera. How's that been? Uh, it's, it's been? It's been very difficult because, uh, like I said, I'm a father of two and the kids have no school now. So they're doing remote learning. And uh, I have a job that, unfortunately, I, I, can't, I can't work from home. You know, my job is up and running. I, I have no... I got, I got the opportunity to quarantine when I got sick. But before that, while everyone was home complaining of, of like being bored, I was going to work every day. You know, I was in the field going to work in the middle of the pandemic. I miss what you said. Did you say when you were sick? Pep? Yes, yes. That's the only time I got to quarantine when I was sick. I, when I actually tested positive. And we could jump into that as well. Um, <laughs> you mean, but when you tested positive, <laughs> have you had Corona already? Corona, yeah, COVID-19, yeah. I tested positive for COVID-19. But prior to that, like, my, my kid's mom and I were, were trying to um, use as many of our own sick time and vacation time to be home with the kids just because there was no school. So I took them, uh, two weeks off. She took two weeks off. Um, and then I tested positive and, had, and I was off for another two weeks. Uh, so luckily for that, I was able to be home with the kids for a month. Um, so how how was COVID nineteen? I'm sure there are lots of people listening who uh, are either concerned about getting it, or they've had it, or they've lost people to it. Like, what was your experience of it? Thank God that I'm a runner, you know, and and th like I have some kind of fitness in my life, you know, that makes me a little bit more resilient than the next than the next person. Um, I lost my sense of smell and taste for three to four days. Um, luckily for me, those were the only symptoms, you know, and I, I hear some horror stories and 
I consider myself very lucky that the only thing that I lost was the sense of smell and taste, which was horrible because there's nothing worse than eating without being able to taste your food. Thank God that I was home, that I was, I was home in quarantine because I, I spent two weeks positive without any symptoms. So imagine oh, wow. I would have been out and about, you know, I don't yeah, know one day, <laughs> dapping everybody up, hugging people, kissing people on the cheek, you know, everyone would have would have gotten exposed. And that's the scariest part of this disease and this pandemic is that you can be positive and have absolutely no symptoms, yeah. or you can be positive and be and be, and be in bed dying. So yeah. that's it's like it's like polar opposites. That's crazy, man. Well, I'm just happy you're here, bro. Because oh, if you weren't there, we, 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 we wouldn't be in the bar. Definitely wouldn't be in the bar, you know? Um, now, the next question to you is, when was the last time somebody asked you for help? Adam, Adam Francis, he's my business partner, one of my closest friends. Uh, he's a brother to me. And we ask each other for help maybe daily. Daily, me and Adam <laughs> are on the phone talking to each other, bouncing ideas off each other, you know? Like, uh, can you proofread this? Um, can you take a look at this design I just did? Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Um, and I feel like, I think we bounce ideas off of each other because we're able to handle each other's criticism without being, uh, without getting upset about it. You know, no matter how harsh I am or how harsh he is, it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's Adam or it's Hector, you know? So I'm gonna get upset, but I'm gonna listen to him because he wants what's best for me. And do you think that is an important part of, like you laugh and joke about it, but do you think that's quite an important part of, of being, not even necessarily an adult, but like being a human being, being able to, to take criticism, um, being able to be critiqued without being offended or taking it personally? I, I, I think everyone doesn't have the ability to do so. There's a lot of adults that just cannot do that, cannot take the creative criticism, even when it's in their face. Like, it's like, bro, this is not good. I'm telling you, as your boy, this is not good. Do not drop that. You know, don't put out that song. Don't put out that photo. Don't put out that t shirt. You know, and some people get offended because they worked. 50, 60 hours on something, but I'd rather you keep it a stack with me and tell me something isn't good and hurt my feelings, then let me release this to the public and then they hurt my feelings. You know, because then I'm gonna come back to you like, bro, you told me this was a banger, bro, you told me this was fire, and then it's not fire. <laughs> but then isn't that down to, I guess, people's personal feelings on something? As in, I might see something, like you've seen the weird things that I wear or the weird things that I do. Some of it I think is lit, but there are people out there, aka normal everyday people walking around thinking to themselves, what is this buffoon doing? But I've done all right. Yeah, but you're not asking the, the normal everyday people. You're coming up to another, you're going to ask another buffoon that thinks just like you. Like, yo, is this fire? You know, like, you, know you don't ask the everyday Joe, I call you. Like, yo, Corey, what do you think about this dumbass idea? You know, it's brilliant, you know? It sounds crazy. I love it, you know? It's, it's one of those things, like, you have to pick and choose who you ask for help and advice. Exactly. You know, like, and that's, that's something that I've been very guarded about. Um, six years ago, when I first started in the running community, like, I had no idea. I knew nothing. And I was going to, like, and I just stuck to street rules 
And it's like, what do you do in the street? You go to the OGs. You know, <laughs> you ask the OGs for help. I'm not going to ask someone else and just, oh, I've been running for two weeks. Like, he doesn't know anything. So I was going to, like, the Saces, the Cedrics, the Knox, Jesse, uh, Corey, uh, Charlie. Like, you know, I wanted to talk to people who actually had knowledge. Like, why would I want to ask for advice to someone else who absolutely knows, who knows less than I do? You know, it wouldn't make any sense. It's like, I mean, that's just me. And, and, and this is like with every relationship, friendship, like I've always gravitated to having friends who are older than me. Yeah. And it's just, it's, and this has been my entire life. And the reason that's always been is because I want to learn something. I want to take something away from my friendships and not in a, I'm trying to use you way, but more in a, like, why would I waste time being friends with someone that I, that I can learn nothing from? You know, like I, I wanna, I wanna, I like every friendship, every interaction that I that I come across, I, I, I want to be a sponge. I want to absorb as much good as possible, so I can apply to my life. You know, like someone that's 30, 40, I'm 28. I'm, I'm gonna be 29 on Tuesday. Uh, oh, someone shit. that's yeah, man. Someone that's 40, 40 years old. I'm sorry, Hendrix. Give me a second. Go watch TV with your brother. Someone that's 40 years old, <laughs> he said, I'm taking too long to take a shower. Um, someone that's older than me is going to absolutely teach me more than someone that's 28 making the same mistakes that I am. You haven't lived long enough. So how can you school me when we're both making the same mistakes? But someone that's older than me can tell me, Hector, I've been down this road before. Don't go down this road. Yeah. You know? And that's what I've always looked for. We're seeking advice or or a friendship, or a relationship, or a business partnership. See, I fully understand that. But then at the same time, I, I also have lots of younger friends. But then I guess I'm a little bit older than you. And me having younger friends quite often like keeps me young, like keeps me active, keeps me on my toes. Like when you've got people like Bullet and Andre and Ramon, <laughs> who are like in their late teens, early twenties? Like they, people like that keep you active, and that's why I think we all invest so much time in the youth. Because even though we teach them lessons, like I learn so much from them, so 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 much from them. Um, the same way as you're younger than me, I've learned a lot from you, Hector. And I phone you, message you, be like, yo, <laughs> what do you think of this? <laughs> and, <laughs> oh man. Now, we've got one last question here, because I know you've got to go. The last question is, how do you think helping others impacts your well-being? Like, do you think it it makes you happier do you think it's it's fulfilling or like what does it do for you and why do you do it so the best way for me to answer that question is right now me not being able to run on mondays i've been going through it for the last 10 weeks i've been having a really really rough time because the amount of people that we're able to touch on a monday night run is huge you know the amount of help that we can give our community on a Monday. Like, that's why I do it for. Anyone that knows me knows that I would risk it all for Rupu. It's my first child, you know? I have three kids. A six-year-old, <laughs> which is we run uptown, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old, you know? 
And this the the during this quarantine, what's been killing me the most is not being able to help my community through running. You know, the amount of people that have told me like Ruku saved my life, and, and it seems and it seems insignificant when you think about it. Like, wait, some like running on Mondays with us saved your life until now you start to listen to this person's backstory. I was depressed. I was going through a breakup. I was going through a divorce. I had just lost my mom. So you start to hear to hear different people's uh, point of views and what mon- what uh, what Ruku has done for them, and that that like, fills me up. You know that that's that's the motivation. That's what keeps me going. The fact that something as insignificant as putting one foot in front of the other changed someone's trajectory completely. Like it made this person that was depressed, probably suicidal, rethink life. There's people that have moved uptown because of the community that we've built, you know? They lived in Brooklyn and you've been to New York, you know how far Brooklyn and Washington yeah, Heights are. <laughs> it's like, it is really far from, so for someone to pick up and move from their borough uptown because of the community we built, like we had to touch that person. We had to have done something to help that person in their life that they wanted to be closer to what we were creating. So for me, being able to help people is one of the most important things for me. Like, and, and running has made me much less selfish and more selfless. And, and I, it, it wasn't always like that. I came from a completely different lifestyle where it was like, and especially uptown in any hood, anyone that lives in any kind of neighborhood that has uh, poverty or is underprivileged, they know it's every man for themselves. You put yourself first, and then you think of, of others. And with over the last six years, I've been putting others first before myself. And a lot of the times, the crew comes up to me and is like, "Yo, Hector, are you good? Did you eat today?" Like, <laughs> like and they're 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 in turn taking care of me because they know I'm running around making sure everybody else is good. So, I think it's I think it's for me it's one of the most fulfilling things to know that you help someone not expecting anything in return. That, what you just said there, helping people and not expecting anything in return. Because you know full well that you are fulfilled and that beautiful positive energy, you've just sent that off into the universe and it will return to you. At some point, it will return to you. It always blows my mind when someone asks me like, Oh, cool. So how much money do you guys make off a of recruit? So exactly. I'm, and I'm like, no, what? No, no money. So like, so you just volunteer 52 weeks out of the year, 52 days out of the year for free. Like, <laughs> and like, for no reason, you just come and put these runs together and you make no money off of this Monday night run. And I'm like, yeah, I don't make any money off of this. And it's like, and then when I explain to them, like, this is like, there's no monetary value. Then you yeah. can then you can add to to the amount of help that you're giving business people that that always messes them up. But wait, so you're just gonna do this for free? Why? <laughs> That's always the question. Why? And it's <laughs> it's like you don't you don't charge because like that's that's not what it's there for. You can charge for other stuff. Like you can make money off of a bunch of other things, but this beautiful little thing is like the sole purpose of this is to to change the world. <laughs> like that's literally what it's there for. Now, Corey, we have, we have another guest. We, we, have, 
we have another guest in the back. Hendrix took his clothes off and jumped in here. <laughs> we can we can't see that. He's like, no, no, no. He just jumped in here. Jumped in the. Oh, no, I can't make this up. You can't make this up. You just jumped in the room. Hendrix, Hendrix, okay. You gotta be in there. You gotta be quiet. Good night. I love you. Hendrix, say bye. Check out. Bye, Corey. Bye, Hendrix. Later, bro. I think if it's one thing that this episode has taught me, that is, don't be afraid to be yourself, people. Don't be afraid to share your real world. Don't be afraid to let your kids jump in the bath in the middle of a podcast. And don't be afraid to ask for help. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was that. Thank you all for tuning in to the first episode of The Tub Hub. I want to send a big shout out to Heck Is Dead for joining us all the way from New York. And an even bigger shout out to Little Hendrix for making this episode for us. Big love out to Roo Crew and all of the other New York crews and everybody around the world. Stay safe, keep asking for help, and let me know how that helping goes. See you next week. Bye.